What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at We Are Ablaze. We are starting, thanks, bro. So thirsty. Starting a new series tonight about the culture of Ablaze culture. Youth Ministry. Someone say culture. Culture. Um, culture is a very important thing. Um, and what the world loves to do, not exclusively in the United States of America, but all across the world, I've had the pleasure of traveling the world with Cornerstone Word of Life, with Pastor Mark, even gone a lot of places with Cody. And the world loves to try to influence Jesus, and they love to try to influence the church. Right. But we are not supposed to be influenced by the world. Yeah. We're supposed to be influencers. Yeah. Right? And so our influence really begins and our training begins in this place. And in order for that to happen, we have to know what the culture of this place is. And Cody and I, we really got the same thing on our hearts uh, a little while back when we knew we were coming back to a blaze. The Lord kind of told us this is a time to reboot. Yeah. A time to almost like start fresh, you know, as it reminded me when I got here 17 years ago and I was coming in for clean slate because we didn't have, years right, ago. dude, yeah, started Woo! when I was five. <laughs> and so we, we didn't have youth for like five months Wow. and it's easy to yeah. forget how to have forget church that. in five months. Yeah. Right. And so the next three to four weeks, we're going to be reminding you guys how we have church in this place. And it's nothing negative or bad. We just have to understand that God is wanting to grow this place. And as God grows this place, he wants to make sure if we have 20 new people here next week, that those people don't influence you in your worship, but you influence them. Right, exactly. And in order for that to happen, you have to establish the culture. I want to read this to you real quick. What determines the culture of a nation, of an institute, or of a social group? It's the individuals that make up that culture. And so you could call this an institute. We have Bible Institute. We do have Bible you Institute. You could call this a social group. This is a blaze institute. It's our own nation. <laughs> we are a blaze nation. Uh, and, but what makes up the culture of a blaze youth ministries? Well, it's the individuals that make up a blaze youth ministries. Yeah. So that means you guys make up the culture. Right. And I believe that while blaze is meant to be a fun place where we hang out and we play games and we tell silly jokes and we have Miller like greet us at the door and weird us out a little bit. This is that place for that. But at the same time, we come every single Wednesday night with an expectation to get something from God. That's why even we started talking tonight when we first introduced the service, I was like, you guys have to come ready with an expectation that God has something for you tonight. So even when the world says that it's going to crap outside of these (laughs) walls, it doesn't matter what the world says. It matters what God's word says. And that's what we all need to come in with this mentality that I'm not going to worry about what the world says. I'm going to worry about what God's word says. Because I want to ask you a question. If you come to church and you don't leave encouraged, what was the point of going to church? Yeah. If you come to church and you were feeling bummed out before you got here and then you leave and you're still bummed out, then it wasn't very beneficial. Yeah. And what we're going to be looking at as we talk about the culture of this place is you can't leave this place encouraged if Cody and I are the only ones being like, come on guys, be encouraged. You know, there's a scripture in Proverbs that says iron must sharpen iron and and, and a brother lifts the countenance of his friend. And so we understand that the way you guys engage in a service is really what allows God to come in here and do his thing. And I think it's exactly that. We should start to see ourselves 
as a family. Mm. And I don't know what kind of family you guys come from. I don't know what your home life is like. But in this home, in this family, we encourage one another. Mm. We inspire each other. We support each other. We don't support you in the sense of like, hey, you're doing bad and I still, you know, it's going to be all right, buttercup. Like, don't worry about it. No, no, no. It's going to be like, hey. I see what you're doing there. I love you so much. Let's go to God. Let's see how we can work yes. this out together. Let me pray for you. Let me help yes. you. Let me guide you to some scriptures to show you how I got through this similar thing. We're meant to build each other up yes. so that way we can reach the next level in our spiritual walk with God. And maybe you're saying, well, I don't know the words to say to somebody that's bummed out to encourage them. I don't know exactly what to say that's going to help them overcome. Well, let me put this back on you. Are they able to watch you worship and mm. feel inspiration from that? See, you can inspire somebody without saying anything at all yeah you can inspire somebody through your worship you can inspire somebody how you're pressing into the presence of God and as you're doing that that is going to minister to them this is what the Bible says encourage one another or provoke one another unto good works your worship can inspire somebody and so we have to understand we're all a part of this and we've got some scriptures here that are going to show you that we are all together in this yeah. thing someone say together together say it loud because you're wearing masks say together together yeah. and then because you are wearing masks smile with your eyes so i can see <laughs> it no we, the truth of the matter is does anybody else feel like restricted when you're wearing the mask yeah, I know this is live streaming. I don't know how many people are watching, three, seven. Uh, but we do have the chairs spaced out enough to where when we're in here during service, you can actually take your mask off. If you're and comfortable. If you're comfortable with it. If you're not comfortable with it, then leave it on. If your parents have told you you can go to youth, but you have to wear a mask, then you need to Listen wear to it the parents. whole night. I'm not overriding mom and dad. But what I am saying is when you come to your chair and you sit down during worship, you can take it off because we need to be able to hear you. During the preaching, you can take it off. Really, the mask is to prevent saliva. That's why I'm so far away. I'm a very spitty talker. So far away from <laughs> you guys. But if you want to uncover and then we can see your smiling beautiful faces again if mom and dad told you wear the mask the whole time then right. wear the mask the whole time first corinthians 12 27 together <laughs> you. Nice you are the body of christ each one of you is a part of his body and i love that that scripture says that because it paints such a beautiful picture that every single one of us has a part to play yes. in this body that makes up a blaze youth ministries yeah. we got people that are gifted in worship mm. we got people that are gifted behind the scenes we got people that love to sing people that love to draw, people that love to talk, whatever it may be, whatever your gifting is, God has made you individually, but also he has created us corporately to come together yeah. to make his light shine even brighter. The body has to work together for it to function the way it's supposed to function. If you look at our bodies right now, I have feet, I have <laughs> knees, I'm going to go all the way up, feet, knees, uh, booty, uh, oh. a body, uh, you, know, oh. you know, whatever, I got a lot of things going on here, but every single individual makeup of my body makes yeah. it function the way it was supposed to function. If one of my body parts was cut off from the rest of the body, I would not be able to fully support the way I was intended to be. Or even we, if it was there and just not doing its part. That's true. That's true. If someone tied my arm behind my back, how effective would that be? Yeah. I want someone to cut that restraint off my arm mm. so I can get it to do what it's supposed to do. <laughs> and that's what we're supposed to do. If you come here all tied up, we're going to come in here and cut that rope off yeah. you so you can be free yeah. and get what God needs for you. And coming in with the expectation, I'm coming tonight to do my part. Yeah. I'm not going to be like this this limp limb over here that's doing nothing. I'm going to do my part and I'm going to bring a supply. Over in Romans right. 12, 5, it says, that's how it is with yeah. us. There are many of us, 
but we each are a part of the body of Christ as well as a part of one another. And so uh, we're in this together, guys. Yeah. And thank, thank you, you so Charlie. much, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, Charlie's with us. Yeah, Charlie's with us. We're, we're in it together. And we we need each one doing its part. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not as big into lifting weights as I used to be, but I know I can lift a lot more with two arms as opposed to just one arm. I might be able to get a 25-pound curl with this one arm, but I can do 50 with both arms, you know. And lifting, you can do more when you work together. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 says, just as the body, though, is one. Everyone say one. What? Say one. One. Just as the body, though, is one, has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. And so what we're trying to show you through these scriptures is we all work together to build this body, to build this culture yeah. of ablaze youth ministries. And it's not just up to Cody and I to determine which direction we go. It's up to all the parts of the body getting in there and saying, you know what? We're going to have an awesome service. I know, Cody, we don't just say it because we want to say it, but we have an expectation yeah. when we get together. Tonight's going to be awesome. I want to have charge. Take me to church. You know, <laughs> I want to I want to have an amazing time. Yeah. But that's not just up to me. Yeah. It's up to everyone in this room. I want change to fall like that song. I want fear to leave. I want hope to come. But in order for that to happen, we must understand we're all a part of this yeah. body and it's going to take every voice and every person coming together and saying, "You know what? We're going to have an experience in God Amen. tonight." Man, if everyone in this room came into this service every single Wednesday night, like expecting God to just straight up blow our minds and just fall out and the Holy Spirit was going to meet us here, that's exactly what would happen. Mm. When you come with an expectation to receive, God always shows up. What I love so much in the book of Matthew talks about when two or more are gathered together in agreement, in accordance to my word, I am there in their midst. Amen. So when we all come together, that's way more than two people. Yeah. If one, two, three, four, oh probably about 40 something people in here. If, there, if all 40 of us came in here in agreement that chains were going to fall, yes. that fear was going to, even if you don't need your own chains to fall, but you want to support your brothers and mm. your sister's mm. chains to fall, that's you true. come with an expectation for that. God is a man of his word. He will show up and set freedom loose. That's in this so room. good what Cody just said. Maybe you don't have any chains that need to fall yeah. off of you. That's so good. What about selfless worship? I'm going to worship so someone else can get some yeah. chains and some things taken care of. I'm going to do this because this is the way it works. Since we're all together, this body, we must together decide what this body looks like. Right. See, I, I have my temple, my body. Cody has his temple, his body. But we decide at this point, like, you know, my body right now is not trained to climb Mount Everest. Ooh, yeah. I would die. <laughs> you get up time. there, there's no oxygen, and I'm not trained Ooh. for it. I haven't gotten used to the temperature. My body is not ready for that type of challenge. I haven't decided that my body's going to be ready. Well, guess what? This body must decide that it's going to be a body of praise and worship. Yeah. This body must decide that it's going to be a body that seeks after Jesus. Yeah. And then we must begin to train to make that happen because it doesn't just happen because we're here. Yeah. It happens because we're here with purpose. Right. Because we say, okay, this is the culture of Ablaze Youth Ministries. It's a culture that seeks God. Yeah. It's a culture that worships God. It's a culture that's tentative when we're preaching the word. It's a culture that is in there. And you know what? We're ready for God to visit us. Amen. 
You know, when we had that little moment of worship in, uh, for who you say, is that what it's called? I know who you say, that second song. And we were talking about how I was saying, like, if you are right there and you're struggling and you need to say, I am chosen, I am not, for, or God won't forsake me, God has <coughs> set me apart. If you weren't able to connect with that, that's because you need to get into a place where you understand God's word for your life. There's someone in this room right now that they were in that moment of worship and they're like, that sounds so beautiful, that sounds so amazing, but I couldn't get there because I don't know God like you know God. But if you come to that place, if you come into this room with an expectation to receive that word, to understand that word, I promise you, you will not leave disappointed because God will teach you. And what happens in this room is that maybe there are people that are like, I know who God says I am. I can get on that and I can jump around. I can praise when you respond to that. It encourages those around you. That's like, oh my gosh, it's real to them. It's real to that person. It's real to them. God must be real. So you and your worship, you and your flamboyant praise will inspire others. to get closer to God. So if you are worshiping, we are asking you not to let up, but press in even deeper. And those of you that aren't quite there yet, I'm saying don't give up. Don't let up now. It is not the time to let go because you are chosen. You are a child of God. And we are going to help you understand that word for your life every single Wednesday night. Yeah. And it takes an element of boldness and courageousness. What we're going to establish for you tonight is that culture is important. Amen. And in establishing a culture, you are important. Right. And so what we really want to emphasize tonight, and next week we're going to start looking at, well, how do we determine what the culture is? And before we look at how to affect the culture and how to determine what it is and how to really embrace it and shoot for stomach, before we start talking about that, we need to talk about why it's important and, and that this is a foundational, that you are a part of establishing who we are. Amen. It's not Robert's youth ministry or Cody's youth ministry. It's a Blaze youth ministry. It's your youth ministry. And you are a Blaze. You're just as much a part of a Blaze as I'm a part of a Blaze. So you determine the culture just as much as I determine the culture. And so we have to understand that. So um, the culture here will either allow us to follow God's plan for tonight or it won't allow us to follow God's plan for tonight. Yeah. Whatever culture you guys establish, whatever atmosphere you set is going to determine what God can do and what God can't do. Yeah. Because God needs agreement. I got a few scriptures for you. I'm going to spin this because I'm not the greatest reader. And then you can spin it back to Cody. Isaiah 30, 21 says, your own ears will hear him right behind you. A voice will say, this is the way. Someone say the way. The way. This is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. So God always has a direction that we're supposed to go. Yeah. He's always telling us, and when it comes to a service like this, it starts with the head. Like mm-hmm. God and the Holy Spirit will minister to Cody or he'll minister to me after they're done with praise and worship. You know, Ashley's done her part and, and Sarah and Rose and, and the whole band. When I start naming people, I get in trouble because I'm going to forget someone. <laughs> Jimmy back there on drums. But they're all adding their supply and they're getting direction. But while that's happening, the Holy Spirit's ministering to Cody and I and God is speaking to us. Okay, I want you to go this direction. Or I want you to go that direction. I want the service to go that direction. Once we receive that instruction that God is saying, this is the way for tonight, it's to us to get out there and lead, but you guys have to be on board with it. If not, it's not going to go anywhere. Isaiah 35, 8 out of New Living says, and a great road will go through a once deserted land. God wants to bring a great road through a deserted land. And right now the United States is looking like it's in shambles, but guess what? (laughs) Nothing's impossible to God. It has to start somewhere. Why not here? 
And so God's bringing this great road right. and it'll be named the highway of holiness. Mm-hmm. Evil, evil minded people will never travel on it. It will be for those who walk in God's ways. Yeah. And then the past part says fools will never walk there. Yeah. We want to walk in God's ways, right. not Amen. just at youth, but outside of youth. But it starts in this place. Right. Right. And so we have to understand whatever direction the service is supposed to go. Maybe we're supposed to have just this awesome praise and we're all jumping around and we're dancing and we're shouting and we're just enjoying the presence of God. That looks silly when it's just me and Cody. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a movement when it's all of us. Yeah. See, when it's one person, it looks ridiculous. But when it's everybody, it's a movement. Right. And so maybe we're supposed to come in and have like a deep time of worship because the band's up here and we do one praise song and there's no unction on it. There's no anointing on it. That's fine. We sing it. But then we start worshiping Mm -hmm. God and it's like, oh, man, I sense something. Right. Then the band responds to that. But guess what? You have to respond to that. Yeah. And be like, you know what? I'm going to go there with them. Right. And we're going to go on this road that God has laid out for us and we're going to follow his ways and we're going to do it together. Right. I know a couple of weeks ago we mentioned in that, uh, that verse in the book of Matthew where it talks about how Jesus said, if you're tired and you're weary, if you're broken, come to me, I will be your oasis. This youth ministry is our oasis. Oasis! The culture of the oasis is not a sad pity party. It's a praise party. And I know it's yes. contradictory for an oasis. It seems like that should be a very like somber spa-like place. Because when I think of an oasis, I think of like people <laughs> with cucumbers on their eyes and you know, a place that's like very luxurious. There's people in robes and everything's covered. The music. You know, it's very soft and yeah. ooh yeah. I don't know what very kind of music nice. that was, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Just common waterfalls, you know, you have to I think we're getting like jazz club vibe. I don't know. Whatever. Either way. It's not that. <laughs> it is not that. This oasis is like a rager. It's like a rave. There's glow sticks. There's fog machines. What are there's those twirly things called? The, the disco balls. There's, there's disco, disco balls. Twirly things? Twirly things. There's freaking life happening There's a bubble party. machine. Just. I mean, have you guys ever like gone to that party that or maybe like that family reunion that you got dragged into and you're just like, I don't want to be here. Everyone's like 40 years older than Whoa. me. I know nobody. I'm sad. I'm bored. And I'm alone. Get me and out of here. The food is cold. The food's always cold at family reunions. It's always cold. But anyway. Moving on. But at this oasis, we come in with an expectation that we are going to have fun. We are going to have a good time. We are all going to get blessed. We're all going to get reinvigorated. God's going to speak to us and it's going to be awesome. But that is the direction that God wants to go. And only if you want to go there, do we actually go there. So collectively, as the youth ministry, we are supposed to say we are going to go to the oasis tonight. And it's going to be rad. And maybe someone's saying, well, that's just not my personality. I, I don't get excited like that. I'm not, I'm not external like that. Um, baloney. <laughs> you just think that way at church. I've seen y'all at football games. I've played video games with you guys. I've, I've seen the rage. I've experienced <laughs> the enthusiasm. I know that there's personality in there. And when you come to church, you're not supposed to subdue it. You're supposed to be like, yes, let it go. What's up, world? And you begin to worship. And the reason why you guys need to be like that is, again, it's establishing the culture. Right. Because God, we know this for a fact. God is going to grow this place. Amen. He's going to grow it. And in order for God to grow, we've got to make sure that the culture is maintained. Right. 
And with five people come here who are unfamiliar with worship, who are unfamiliar with praise, who are unfamiliar with lifting their hands and singing and dancing and shouting and doing the things that we do to celebrate Jesus. Amen. If they're unfamiliar with that, we don't want them to influence the service. We want right. them here, but we don't want them to influence the service in a negative way. We want them to get what God has for them that night. Yeah. And the way it works is kind of like this. We've got this. You got anything to add before no, no, we jump go in? Go for it. Yeah! So I'm going to give a very long description. Cody's going to go down there. He's going to grab that side of this extremely long rope. So oh, gosh. the way this works, dude, has anybody been to the gym and did that with the ropes? Anybody at all? Does that work? Does I've it never work? Done of it course before. it works. Is it exhausting? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'll be sure to try that at some point in time. But Cody has this rope and Cody is, you know, that is just the, the youth service, right? And before him is a plan as to where the service is supposed to go. Maybe he was praying about it on Monday. Maybe he's praying about it on Tuesday. God's putting the service in our heart. And we're like, man, this is the direction it's supposed to go. Cause Cody and I've talked about this, right? Tonight we feel like we're supposed to pray for everyone. Amen. Right? Good. You've said that before. Yeah. I I've thought you were talking about right now. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> we can do and that. So, my point is <laughs> yes. that lots of times we know before the service right. the direction it's supposed to go. We feel it. We talk about it. But there's sometimes when we get in here, and even when we know that, we feel restricted in where we know it's supposed to go, and here's why. Let's just have the first four people on this side grab this side of the rope right here. Try to be socially distant if possible. Yeah, yeah. That's why we Do got such mask. a long rope. So you can spread Put your out. mask back on. Yeah. Yeah. For this part, get your mask. Jonah, put your mask on. Charlie, put your mask on. For this part, we're masked up because we want to make sure we're in compliance with the whatever order we're up to now, five months into this deal. And so this Cody knows where we're supposed to go, but then he gets this group of individuals in here and they simply don't want to go with Cody. Yep. Whether, whether you've got the back, we'll do the back three people. <laughs> you just stay right there. The back three people are going to pull against him and Charlie's just going to be there. So ready, go. Oh, we're already going. Charlie, you got to hold on. All right, now stop, 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 stop. Right, all right, all right. So this is what, if Charlie would have stayed, if Charlie would have just held on, even though he wasn't pulling against it, he was just there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, since he's, and since he's just there, don't fall down. Okay, all right, all right. This is the, yeah, y'all can come back this way. Go ahead and spread it back up. This is the way it works, okay? So you have, in a church service, you have people who are like, mom and dad made me be here. So I may be in the room on the outside, but on the inside, I'm pulling against this, right? And then you've got other people that were like Charlie, and he's like, I don't want to participate, but again, I don't want to go home. I've been home for five months. <laughs> this is something to do, so I'm just going to be here. <laughs> and since he's just here, he's not pulling against, and he's not pulling for, so he's going to get drugged whichever way. Just right? here for the ride. He's just here gonna, for the ride. He's, he's going to get drugged whichever way. Well, in this situation, there's more people against the road that God has laid out than there are of those that are on the road. So let's have Braxton stand up and just everybody on the front row. And Michael, you come down too. And Joey, you come down too. And Emma, you come down too. You're way back there. But you guys kind of spread out. So Mike, you're going to be right here at the front. Keep your mask on. Kind of socially distant. Stay further from me. I'm yeah, Charlie, you're not doing anything. You're just laying there. 
You're just, you're, you're there, Charlie. You're just there. Oh my there. gosh. You can stand up and be there. You don't have to sit down and be there. Okay. Uh, the video is probably looking really confusing. On video, measurements don't work out. They're actually six feet apart. <laughs> so yeah. it looks much closer on video than it does in real life. Take my word for it. You're not here. Kind of it's like fine. Way. All right. <laughs> so now we have all these people over here. And this is Ablaze Youth Ministries. And they're like, you know what? I don't know exactly. Now, this part's important. The students are like, I don't know exactly which way God is telling Cody to go. I don't know if we're going to have deep worship. I don't know if we're going to have praise. I don't know if he's going to teach, but I'm on board. Amen. Whichever, Cody might pray for everybody. And even though I don't need prayer, I'm on board. Amen. I, and, and God is laying out this path and the path goes all the way around the room. Now, watch what happens when you get more people that say, you know what? I've decided to make up the culture of this room. And the culture of this room is we're going to press into what God has for us tonight. Amen. And when you get a bunch of people that have that heart and are ready to go, watch what happens now. You guys ready? On three. The service is getting ready to start. One, two, three, go. Yeah, this is so easy. <laughs> oh, it's Woo! so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> See, Charlie's just along for the ride. Man. Wherever the service goes, baby, take me. <laughs> Very good. Charlie. All right, excellent. Y'all can sit down. Thank oh you gosh. very right, much. Right. Good job, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Especially Charlie. <laughs> Your hands okay? Oh, yeah. We have gloves if you would like to use them no. for this challenge. <laughs> here you it's go. So good. You need a glove. Yeah, if anybody would like gloves so you don't hurt your hands, we have them right here. And so when we were having a conversation about this service, uh, I don't remember if it was him or if it was me. It doesn't matter. It was the Holy Spirit. This is the way we saw it. Amen. Now look, in times past, because I get it, sometimes we're just really casual in our pursuit of God. And if everybody in the room was honest, we would all say we've been guilty of that from time to time. Yeah. And we've all been casual at times in our pursuit of God. But what we're saying is let's really begin to wrap up on a Wednesday night how we pursue God. Amen. Let's begin to establish a culture in this place that when people come and they're unfamiliar with the culture there's enough of us that know it there's enough of us that are established there's enough of us that want to pursue god to where we say okay i don't know the ultimate direction but i'm on board Amen. and then whenever who's ever in charge of the, the service whether it's me teaching or cody teaching or gw or miller or one of the ladies if they ever want to share ladies. whoever's in charge of the service they have the freedom Amen to go where they need to go. Now, a lot of you worship with us on Sunday mornings. Have you ever noticed that very rarely does pastor just come up and preach? You ever noticed that before? Now, we have an awesome church. I love our church. But the reason why he always gets up there and exhorts, sometimes it's just for him, but lots of times, what's he doing? He's bringing people over to the other side of the road. Right, he's getting primed. So Not we ready. can get to where we need to get to. So what we're saying is instead of us having to get up there and remind each week, hey, come on this side, be on board, 
let's run after this. Let's pursue that. What we're wanting to do, let's just establish the culture from the get-go. So every week when we come in, we're already on that side of the road and we're ready to go. Amen. Over in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 19, out of the Passion Translation, it says this, let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Never restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit. I love this verse because it says, let joy be your continual (laughs) feast. Sometimes we don't feel like joy, like Robert was saying. Maybe we're having a bad day, whatever. But the joy is a confidence in our God. It's a position. Having joy allows you to have that continual feast of God's goodness. Let your life be a prayer. So when we're in this place, when people are coming in this room, we are praising, we are praying, we are getting excited. And the, it says, don't restrain or put out the fire Love of the Holy Spirit. Part. When people come in this place, they're like a match that hasn't been lit mm. yet. And we are a fire. We are setting this place ablaze. Name drop. Whoa. Hey, we're in this place. We're on fire. We're meant to stoke their fire. We're not meant to put our fire out to come down to their level. We're meant to bring them up so that way they can be on fire too. Don't put out the fire. Stoke the fire of God. That's exactly right. And that's so good. And and the truth of the matter is there's going to be people here that are just along for the ride. Yeah. And then there's going to be people here that are going to pull against where it's trying to go. But we want all of you to help us pull them in to the presence Amen. of God, right? So I've got one more scripture for you guys. That's so good. The, we read the last part of that again. Never restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit. Was that the part? Yes. So ask yourself this week, each week when you come, am I restraining yeah. the Holy Spirit? Am I putting out the fire or am I helping it go? Right. Am I adding to it? Ask that question every week before you come and make sure you're not doing anything that restrains it. Right. You're not doing anything that, that tries to put it out, but you're there, man. And you're just got that big, like poking stick. I used to have to do a lot of fires in Colorado to keep the house warm. And when those, those uh, embers would start to go out a little bit, I just get a big metal stick and start stirring them around with some fresh wood in there. And boom, that sucker starts burning again. Be a part of the fire starters. Be little pyromaniacs, oh my God. <laughs> spiritually speaking, <Yes>. right? <laughs> and just and just let's let's be ablaze for God. Amen. And that's scriptural. Hebrews twelve twenty nine, which is our scripture. Yeah. For our God is a consuming fire. Right. Help the fire of God consume others. Amen. In the way you worship. So one scripture for you over here in Mark five, and we're going to look at the beginning of the scripture next week. Right. But here we're going to pick it up a little later. La- I almost little said later. ladder, little but it was the wrong content. All right. So here we go. Mark five. You guys doing okay? We'll finish, stick with us. It says, when they arrived at the house of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw the commotion and the people weeping and wailing loudly. So you could say it this way, they were being a distraction. They, yeah, they were, they, were, they were causing this big ruckus and this commotion. Let me set the stage for you. This is right after Jesus healed with the woman with the of blood. And you have Jairus. He came and he's like, my daughter is dead. And Jesus turned to him and he was like, don't be afraid. You only know? believe. And only believe. And then they come to his house and there's this big commotion, a lot of distraction going on. Basically walking into a room of chaos. Yes, that's a good way of saying it. Walking into a room of chaos. Verse 39. He went inside and asked, why all the commotion and the weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed at him. So we can see when they laughed at him, what does that tell me? They're not with him. Right. They're on a different page. They're on the opposite end of the road. They're on the opposite end of the road. Jesus, listen, he had the Holy Spirit without measure. He knew all things from the beginning to the end. He knew what was going to happen in this room. Right. 
And so in order for him to walk out what he saw in his heart about raising this girl from the dead, he had to get everybody on the same page. He had to establish the culture for miracles in the room. And so let's see what happens. And they laughed at him after he put them all outside. So we're not going to push anyone out of the building that's not with us. But this is an example of what Jesus did. He was like, this culture in here is black, man. I can't work in this environment. I can't move in all this chaos. I can't move in this distracted environment. I can't move with everybody raising a commotion and being very loud and they're weeping and they're wailing. So I've got to clear them out and establish a new culture. And so it said he put him outside and he took the child's father. So after he put him outside, he said he took the child's father, mother, and his own companions with them and went in to see the child. So after he cleared it out, he said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take everybody that's on the same page in with me. Establish our own culture. We're going to establish a new culture in the room. And that culture is going to allow me, Jesus, to do what needs to be done. Amen. See, we have to establish a culture in here every week that allows Jesus to do what needs to be done. Amen. See, that song we were singing, Chains Fall, Fear Bow... We can't do that. Right. It's not us that does that. Only he can do that. But in order for him to do what he does, there has to be a culture and an atmosphere that's established in the room. Right. And so Jesus brought everybody back in that was on the same page to see the child. Verse 41. Taking her by the hand, Jesus said, uh, Talitha koum, which is Greek or Hebrew, which means little girl, I say unto you, get up. Immediately the girl got up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old, and at, once, and at once they were utterly astonished. So this is what we want. We want the presence of God to astonish people week in right. and week out. When someone new comes here, we want them to experience God in such a strong way that they're like, I have to go back for more of that. It's undeniable. An undeniable presence of God. An undeniable atmosphere when they walk in the room. There's one thing I'm sure of right now. People need God more than ever. People need the life-changing power of Jesus Christ more than ever. And what a travesty it would be if they come to this place and we don't give them the opportunity to experience Him because we haven't established a culture of seeking Him ourselves. So remember how we started. We are all a part of this. We're all together Christ's body. We are one body with one spirit, with one mediator. And and we have to understand, in order for us to get there, I cannot be an idle piece of this body, but I have to do my part. I have to help lift this weight to bring everybody else into God's presence. You know, there's so many people in this world that view church as just like a a check-in type of system. On Sunday and Wednesday, they check in their time and they're like, all right, I did my church time for the week. I can go about my own business the rest of the days of the week and I can feel good about myself. That's not what a blaze is. A blaze is when we come together and we, we check off the box of like, all right, I'm going to church, but it's coming in to say like, God, what can I do better in my life? Or how can I be more effective for the kingdom this week? A blaze is the place, the oasis, if you will, where we get fed and we leave this place. We go out into the wilderness led by the Holy Spirit to be effective in the kingdom. And if we all come in with that mindset as one mind, one body established in receiving what God has for our lives, I believe that that is what's going to happen. Yeah. 
And as the culture is established in this place, you can come in here after having a bad day and leave inspired. Amen. Amen. You can come because it's okay. We get it. Anybody ever had a bad day before? For sure. Every day. <laughs> yeah. And especially now, there's a lot of ups and downs. So we're right. not expecting you to always to come in here and be 100. But what we are asking is that when one of us is having a bad day, there's enough of us right. that understand the culture and we're inspired by God and we're inspired to pursue him to where we grab onto that rope and maybe somebody came in a little idle and on the wrong side and through your worship right. and through your pursuit of him, you inspire them to change locations from this side of the rope to that side of the Amen. rope. This is what we know. More teenagers are coming to this place. Amen. And when they come, we want them to experience God in all of his fullness and all of his goodness. Amen. Now, this is a promise I can make to you. Unless we decide to go there first, we'll never go there when they start coming. Yeah. There will be far too many people on this side of the rope. And Cody and I cannot, with all of our strength and all of our excitement, all of our, ah! we cannot pull everybody over by ourselves. If this place increased greatly and the culture has not been established, then we will have very bland services. That is not what we want. Right. Because that's not who God is. That's not who God, God is. God isn't bland. That's right. God is magnificent. God is amazing. And we believe that every single Wednesday night we should all experience that. Yes. And so... As you leave tonight, don't be like, man, they really chastised me. Don't look at it that way. Listen, we've only had church for like three weeks. I think this is the third week. We've only had church for three weeks after almost a six-month break. That's a long time yeah. to be away from corporate gatherings. And it's easy to forget, why are we here? And what is the culture of this place? I saw uh, somebody post on Facebook and it said, the only bad thing about missing church is eventually you won't miss church. Mm. Yeah. So what does that mean? If we stop coming, eventually we're going to realize, right? But when we come together and we experience God, it gives us something, man, I'm so looking forward to next right. week. Amen. Right? And we want people to experience God Amen. to where if they come to a blaze for their first time, they leave going, I cannot wait to get back there. Amen. The way that happens is by all of us coming together at his body and saying, this is the culture of our youth ministry. Amen. If we want a blaze to have a culture of worship, a culture of praise, a culture of God's presence, then that is going to be determined by you guys. Amen. We'll do our part. I promise you that. Yeah. But we need you to do your part. Amen. 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 Well, we want to pray for you guys real quick. Um, we want to take everything that we've uh, talked about tonight and just make sure that we pray and get this in our hearts before we leave these rooms tonight. So <clears throat> if you'll bow your heads, we want to agree in prayer. So Father God, I just thank you for every student in this room. I just thank you for this message that you put on our hearts tonight. I just thank you that every single person in this room, their heart was receptive to this word. I just thank you, Lord, that you implant this into them, that they can understand how it applies to their life, Lord. What can we do better to be yes. more effective for the culture right. of Ablaze Youth Ministries? Yes. How can I shore up my own life to make sure 
that I can establish a culture at Ablaze Youth Ministries. You, Father God, I pray for Ablaze Youth Ministries. Every single student in this room, God, I pray that we are invigorated, that we are encouraged in our walk with you, Father God, yes. that we are not uh, beaten down, that we are not put aside in ourselves, Father God, but that we are encouraged by this word yes. tonight. We're not being chastised by it, Father God, but we're being lifted up as this is an assignment from you. This is a responsibility. This is a promotion from you. Yeah to help further the kingdom of God. You know, if you're in this place tonight and you're thinking like, hey, you know, I'm tired of just sitting on the sidelines. I'm tired of just spectating. I want to do more for God. I'm ready to press in. And I ask you tonight is the night to re-up your relationship, to get further in your relationship with God, to say, God, I choose you. I want more. So I'm going to give an opportunity to rededicate your walk with God, to rededicate your life with him. So if you're in this room tonight and you've never accepted God, or maybe you just want to rededicate your life, I ask that you pray after me. I'm going to real quick just ask everyone to bow their heads. I ask everyone to close their eyes. I just want to get a quick show of hands so we can see who we are praying for. If you're in this room tonight and you've never accepted Jesus, you've never accepted the Lord of your life, or you want to rededicate your life to him, you want to help establish this culture, you want to inspire people to live their life for God. If that is you in this room, I ask you to raise your hand right now. We want to see who we're praying for. Just put it up boldly. Thank you. Be bold. Be bold. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we want to help those that are praying this prayer tonight. And maybe if there are some of those that maybe didn't want to raise their hands, but we all just want to pray this prayer after together right here. So Father God, Father God, I thank you. I thank you for sending your son, for sending your son, Jesus, Jesus, to die for me, to die for me. Jesus, Jesus, I accept you. I accept you as my savior, as my savior and the Lord of my life, and the Lord of my life. Thank you for cleansing me of my sins. Thank you for cleansing me of my sins and making me righteous and making me righteous in your eyes, in your eyes. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. For setting me on your path. For setting me on your path. I now know your voice. I now know your voice. And your voice I will follow. And your voice I will follow. I will do my part. I will do my part. In furthering the kingdom. In furthering the kingdom. For you. For you. In establishing culture. In establishing the culture. In my youth group. In my youth group. In my youth group. In my youth group. Ablaze. Ablaze. In your name I pray. Your name I pray. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We want to remind you, if you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. here in Madison, Alabama. We are Ablaze Youth Ministries, grades 6 through 12. We hope to see you. Otherwise, be sure to keep on listening to the podcast.